Welcome to Rebel Health Radio, bringing the best in alternative and integrative medicine to your ears. Hi everyone, Patricia Warby, Alchemy Therapies here, and another in my ongoing series of conversations with my friends and colleagues. And today I'm delighted to welcome Kath Finnegan. Welcome Kath, who is a naturopath and nutritional therapist, and, and so glad you could be with me here today. Thank Welcome. you. Yep. Um, excellent. Um, we're going to talk about a very topical subject today. I thought it'd be a good opportunity to cover long COVID or long haul COVID, which is uh, something that's becoming very prevalent now. Let's let's start with really the level of the problem, because I remember reading recently that the ONS, which is a British organisation that does statistics, um, estimated 1.1 million people suffering from this condition, which is a huge burden um, on the health service here. And also, there's a lot of suffering going on silently at home, mostly, because these people are really suffering. If they can work, they're certainly not able to maintain a social life, and a lot of them are not able to work either. So it's a massive problem, isn't it? Absolutely. And I thought I'd ask you the first question is kind of what how do we know what is long COVID and, and how does it manifest in people? Well, obviously, they tend to have started with having the, the picked up the virus in the first place. Um, and then they think they're starting to come out of that and to recover from that. They seem to pick up a little bit and then suddenly they uh, fatigue really kicks in and they are then absolutely flawed. Mm. Uh, there's total exhaustion and then there's all the symptoms that come with COVID as well so the shortness of breath and the lack of taste and lack of smell mm. but I think it's the overwhelming fatigue that kind of floors them and it doesn't matter what they seem to do and then that becomes makes them very anxious mm. as to that the fact that they'll never get better and then that triggers other symptoms you know, palpitations and, and reflux and all sorts of other digestive issues. Sometimes you can get digestive issues with COVID in the first place. I've heard yes, a lot of can. people having, you know, loose stools and stuff like that in the first place. But with long COVID, that is a continuation of that. Mm, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, that's very interesting. So fatigue is something, unless you've had it, it's very hard to imagine what that's like because we're not talking tiredness here, are we? Yeah, we're, not. we're talking, you just can't barely lift yourself up to get around and you're exhausted after the minimal effort. Yeah. And and that's something we, we kind of understand as an energy deficit, don't we? Um, because we, we've been looking at working with people with chronic fatigue syndrome for years right. with which it shares some characteristics, not all. I'm, I mean, it is different. But there is differences, but there's a lot of similarities. Mm -hmm. Fatigue is, is, is the overriding thing. Obviously, we know for our work with chronic fatigue that although it's a very physical, it, it presents as a very physical illness, there is a lot of stuff that's gone on prior to them becoming unwell with chronic fatigue. And that's usually some form of emotional trauma or stress and not recognizing what the body actually needs. And we're starting to see the same sort of patterns with long COVID. So those people who seem to struggle to recover from COVID-19 
are the ones who had a lot of stress or were highly motivated people who were just on the go all the time or those people who hadn't dealt with past traumas and and then suddenly covid sort of Want for a better expression, bites them on the bum, and that's that's and and then they're, they're kind of flawed, and but they haven't recognized all those previous warning signs. Mm, yeah, I think this we we notice that a lot of the people that get it are the A type, very driven people, working all hours, juggling a lot of things in their lives, but because they're so used to working at that level, it, it's what gets them up in the morning, and the, you know, they don't recognize that they're actually under a terrific amount of stress, exactly. and and my recognition when the way i work with people obviously i work with stress and trauma and um, my recognition is that there's a lot of previous childhood issues unresolved emotions toxic stress abandonments bereavements betrayals all sorts of things that have happened in the past that kind of have this build up towards uh, an overwhelm in in the nervous system and that the virus i see that as a trigger Um, it's the final straw if you like that flips it over into this cascade of symptoms I thought it was really interesting it affects so many body symptoms Um, and that doesn't really fit the medical model does it because the medical model has that kind of germ theory idea that it's limited to one thing causing one problem Um, and so they really struggle with long covid patients as they do with chronic fatigue patients as well and so what is it that we understand that's different from the way it's treated in conventional circles? I think it's that fact that we recognise that it is so multifaceted mm-hmm. and that it's not just, as you've just explained, not just digestive or just, there isn't any just bits about it. There is, it's all interconnected. Mm. The mind and the body are not separate. They work in conjunction together. In fact, there's more messages passing from the gut to the brain than there is from the brain down to the gut. And quite often that's the, the major issue. So starting sim- simply to help people with the digestion and the gut function and making sure that's good. And then that will build up their immune system and strengthen their immune system. So, because obviously the stress element prior and the stress of having it has depleted their immune system. And, and that's where the, why they've ended up in such a, difficult position yeah well said well said i i've i forgot to say that yeah stress has that effect on immunity it it sort of depresses your immune system massively doesn't it because if your body is stressed it 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 kind of feels it's in a life or death threat situation even if it's like cumulative small stresses and therefore as far as the mind and body are concerned you don't really need an immune system because you're almost you're in that situation you're about to be eaten or chased by the saber-toothed tiger kind of thing because our nervous system is quite ancient really it's developed along very ancient lines and it's not really adapted to these lives that we live of chronic toxic stress and so the system just just falls over and that's what's going on isn't it to a large degree but um so what's your approach then when you're going to come and sort of help people you start with the gut so you get the gut functioning properly yeah start with the gut and make sure that there's any permeability and making sure that that's resolved making sure that there's a good microbiome but also making sure that they've got good input of b vitamins um quite often
often there's a, a shortage of niacin, which really feeds into the energy cycle, the, the Krebs cycle. We need a lot of um, those B vitamins or mag and magnesium. They're really imperative to get those in there. So giving them high doses of, of, of those nutrients can start to kickstart the body to heal itself, if you like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the naturopathic model, isn't it? Get the blocks out of the way, remove the blocks to healing. That's a very different approach to just symptom suppression, isn't it? It's Absolutely. Um, you know, mm -hmm. we believe that the body can heal itself, but you've got to give it the, the means in order to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. But part of the healing process with COVID is looking at what those stresses were prior to it. Mm -hmm. And I start by saying, well, okay, this is, although you're in a very difficult situation at the moment this is not going to be forever mm. to give them some hope yeah and to work on with them on the stresses and to say this is the beginning of the rest of your life and see where this is not going to be forever but your life may look different from what it looked like beforehand mm. from where you came from to what you've got are going to go to afterwards I don't mean with ill health I mean mm. of how they will function in the world after the yeah. so i think you know we both come from the same program where we're we're helping chronic fatigue people for um to overcome the the life stresses to actually deal with them properly because there are all these predispositions which are part genetic part environmental but stress is such a massive component and i always say to people you know we're not just healing the condition yeah. we're changing your life because there's something about your life that mismatches or doesn't doesn't work for your body. And so it doesn't mean you have to ditch everything you love or, you know, yeah. actually what you do is enhance what you love and do less of what you don't want Absolutely. to do. Because um, a, a lot of the stress that I find is people doing things that don't quite fit them, but they feel obliged or over responsible for other people or situations that are out of their control toxic stress is a sometimes an unconscious conflict you know it's not always the overt things it's sometimes just as I say in the wrong job or the wrong relationship pushing themselves beyond their their natural requirement body requirement and so this was my story I mean I'm sure you know but sort of pushing pushing the envelope as they say trying to do too much and putting myself under a lot of pressure internally and that's what we see with a lot of these people and so it's 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 a wonderful thing to work as a team. And I know you and I work together a lot, yeah, yeah. which is why I thought it'd be great to have this conversation. Um, because one input is good, better than nothing. Yeah, but yeah. two is greater than the sum of the parts. So if you can get the, the gut right and you can get kind of some of the mental, emotional stuff working well and soothe. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's more than twice as quick it's there's something about that combination because of course the body is not individual bits it's systems and so this multifaceted condition needs a multifaceted answer and I think that's what we're dealing with and and so I know that you're very passionate about what you do what what's sort of your idea for the future of of kind of treating these kinds of conditions what what, what do you think we need to do to get people out of where they are i think they need um it needs to be available so what we work with with the chrysalis effect is it's going to be has to be more available for people with post-viral fatigue in any yeah. form of that that is yeah and it should be 
that is starting to happen. Yes. I think the new centres that the NHS is trying to set up are, on, are trying to do that. Mm -hmm. They've got the idea behind it, but I'm not quite sure whether they've got the balance completely right yet. No. You know, um, I think they're working on the physical side of things, but not necessarily on all of the emotional side of things. Men mental, emotional, yeah. That teamwork. Mm -hmm. I think that's where medicine needs to be going, is yeah. to be that uh, collaborative support for the patient. Yes, yes. Whichever one it is. And if oh, that's... that's and that, that and the patient doesn't get the work, the, the support that they need and the recovery that they need. Yeah. yeah. Whatever guys that their illness is, you know, they need that collaborative support. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. I love that you've brought that in because it's not just having the team in place. That's important. It's the idea that you are working in collaboration with the person you're working with Absolutely. as well. It's a team with them, not just us two, with, with the client. Yeah. And and that sense of support means they get out of the fight and flight, uh, which is the autonomic nervous system state when they're in anxiety and panic and they've got palpitations and gut issues and, and brings them down into more of a what we call a social engagement, which is where you feel kind of at peace with yourself and in flow with your life. And but the collaboration is key and, and feeling like there's someone to turn to because a lot of people this is the first time they have ever felt at a complete loss yeah, to get well because for, for most of them you know the worst they've had is the old virus where they go to bed for a few days and then they get up and start all over again and, and this is not the same is it it's it's there's something that's triggering quite a serious cascade of events in their body you mentioned niacin actually so it's Another word for that is vitamin B3. Am I right? It's vitamin B3. And there's a whole cascade of events that go from that that involved in energy and metabolism. And so there is actually a real, real good reason why these people end up so fatigued. And if we can replace some of the inputs that are being absolutely stressed out is there's just not enough of that raw material to feed through into the cycle then we can start allowing the, the body to re rejig that whole cycle and get going again and then healing can take place. So. It's a whole different way of looking at the body as a system, as a sort of a cycle of healing, which gets interrupted when there are not enough raw materials to complete the cycle. That's Absolutely. that's my understanding. That's called NAD theory or NAD plus theory or something, which I when I came across it, I thought, oh, that explains all the myriad symptoms <laughs> because you need energy for everything. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely everything. And particularly the gut, which is energy yeah, hungry. So the two biggest parts of the body mm. that use up the most energy is the whole digestion and, and the brain and, and the brain. You know, People who are stressed are living in yeah. their heads and that uses up an yeah. immense amount of energy. Um, and then there's probably nothing left for the, the digestion, which slows the whole thing down and mm. causes a whole myriad of problems. Then, mm -hmm. so. Yeah, it's it's massive. So I guess our message to people is that you're not going mad. <laughs> yes, you're not imagining exactly that. And she wanted that a confirmation that she's not going barmy. That's because yeah. I, I finally didn't understand. So Yeah, yeah. I've. I hear that over and over again. Am I going mad because everybody believes that I should be well by now? 
and I don't understand why I'm not getting well. And and all all I say to people is, look, it's there are things that have happened to you that you've never looked at, you've never processed them, and they're kind of living in you. And that might sound a bit strange, it might sort of a bit woo-woo for some people, but there's actually there is a scientific basis to this that the autonomic nervous system stores trauma in a part of the brain that doesn't have a date stamp or it doesn't know that it's over. And so bad experiences get stored as an ever-present now. It's actually in your limbic brain to be re-triggered by events that are overwhelming in the current life. And, And that's setting in motion this whole physiological shift to poor energy delivery and shutdown. And so you're not going mad. This is a very real, very physical condition. Very much so but it has a mental emotional component. And so along with the physical, we have to address that. And that's the bit that most people miss out, isn't it? And they're they're like, I'll change my diet. You know, I'll, I'll limit my exercise if I have to, you know, but don't ask me to look at my, my emotional life. All right. I don't, I don't. It's very difficult. And most people don't want to go there because it can be very painful. Can it not to revisit something that's Mm -hmm. very traumatic in the past? Yeah. Well, the good news is when it's done with support, gently with the tools that work, you can, you can reprocess those efficiently, gently without re-traumatizing the person. And that's, sort of what I do amazing. really it's amazing what we can do yeah. yeah it's amazing now we have the tools and and for me that is the joy of working with people is seeing them recover and and doing so sometimes it takes a while to get in the right frame and to pick up speed but eventually everyone does come through and so it's it's just a joy isn't it to work in this way and very much so yeah and I I love it I, I know you know I love it so <laughs> um Okay, so I thought I'd just ask if anybody wants to get in contact with you, how would they contact you? Via email. Uh-huh. Um, so the email address is kathy, A-T-H, at naturopath.me.uk. Okay, brilliant. Thank you. That's brilliant. And I know that um, people will no doubt be very interested in contacting you and hearing how you deal with this because there aren't many nutritionists working in this area yet, I feel, or they're a bit scared of it, I think, because it is so multifaceted. But those of us who've been dealing with chronic fatigue syndrome and the high anxiety that goes with it because you feel like, I don't know what's going on and I don't know if I'm ever going to get better, I think we're a best placed to help people because of of our previous training and we're both chrysalis effect practitioners so so i'm sure people will be beating a path to your door i hope they are and um very lovely to speak with you and catch up with you and as always and folks if you like what you hear do contact me make comments i'm on alchemytherapies.co.uk and also rebel health radio thank you so much for listening bye for now bye Hope you enjoyed listening to Rebel Health Radio. Do subscribe and look forward to catching you soon.